Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 97. Happy New Year! Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what is going on? And happy new year. All you unstoppable restaurant professionals, it is your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and we do it by listening to the stories and taking the advice from some of the most successful indie restaurant professionals out there. Today is going to be a special show. Uh, It's going to be the New Year's episode. It, It is a new year, so we have to recap everything we learned here on the show uh, I got this idea from Greg Blanco, who suggested I interview myself, um, and uh, it's been tough. I gotta say, it's a real struggle to kind of go through and to to select which lessons of mine are the, that I've learned from listening to you and taking your advice and just collecting this information. Like what has resonated the most with me, and uh, all of it's been so valuable uh, to really just narrow it, it down. Man, it was tough. I uh, It's been three days now I've been working on this episode. I've already recorded it once. This is my second time around. The first time I recorded it, it was an hour and 20 minutes long. And what I did is I went through every episode and I tallied uh, the most common answers and had it all like listed out. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to do an hour and 20 minute episode, guys. <laughs> I will not do that to you. So instead, I'm going to just give you the best answer I can based off of what you've told me. I'm going to shoot from the hip, and I'm confident that what I've learned from my guests, our mentors, will come out. And uh, for fun, maybe what I'll do at the end of each section, I will just give you the most common answer from our guests just to for a fun New Year's, like, fun facts, like, the most common answer. Like always, we start every Restaurant Unstoppable episode with a success quote to get that motivational ball going. So I'm going to share with you now the success quotes that resonated the most with me, and I hope they resonate with you. Um, this was a really hard decision, but I, I went through and I really... I finally decided, and uh, here they are. I hope you guys like them. Okay, let's get started. The first quote came from Chef Evan Hennessy out of Dover, New Hampshire. He says, Analyze yourself on a daily basis and improve yourself one day at a time. Your biggest competition is yourself. Don't compare yourself to others, but compare yourself to yourself the day before. Uh, That just was really powerful and uh, really resonated with me and is kind of one of the reasons why uh, I decided to shift this podcast towards a personal growth podcast because in order to be successful in your restaurants, you need to be successful with yourself. You're going to notice that that's going to be a reoccurring theme to to today's episode and, and maybe even to the show going forward. All right, the next quote comes from Chef Jean-Marie Lacroix. Uh, he says, taste is everything for me, and food tastes better with good service. I think often uh, so many of our guests and the people in this industry uh, are so skilled and passionate about their craft that they often lose focus on what it is that we do in this industry, and that is take care of other people. This is the service industry. We are here to serve others and we are selling an experience. And as good as your food could be, yes, it contributes to the experience, but the ultimate experience is the social experience, and that is so much more dependent on being hospitable and just providing that incredible memory through the social interactions with your staff. So uh, don't lose focus on that, and always remember, and write it into your mission and your vision to be hospitable and to have outstanding service and to follow up on it. And uh, if you don't believe me, just stop for a second and think. You can have the best food ever, but if you don't have that incredible service that makes people feel special and makes them feel like they're a part of your community and a part uh, of something greater, feeling that they belong to your restaurant and that it's 
a friendship in a relationship, then they won't come back because food doesn't do it. Food doesn't bring people back. Relationships bring people back. Those human connections that tastes better than anything else. If you flip the scenario and you have okay food, but amazing relationships with your guests and everyone just feels so special when they come to see you, um, you'll be far more successful than if you had the best food. It's, it's human nature. The next quote I want to share with you comes from a Misty Young, and she says, People won't go along with you unless they get along with you. And again, this is a social industry. Uh, Not just with your guests, but with your people. If you don't treat your employees right, uh, they're not going to stick around for the money because the truth is you just don't make that much. There's a, a certain cap. So in order to have that employee retention, you need to treat your employees incredibly well and give them the, the tools to succeed, not only as a server or, or a chef or a, a host or as a cook uh, or a dishwasher, whatever that the role is, you need to give them the tools and invest in that person uh, in their in, in them and what they know, their knowledge that make them a better person, become a mentor. If you do things like that, you will be far better off. The last quote I want to share with you before we start getting into some of the questions is from Ari Weinswag, and he said, Treat one strand of straw as if it was important and never take a useless step. What this quote says to me is that you pay attention to the details. Treat every straw as if it was important. Um, and the details are where you get ahead of others. Because uh, not everyone has the discipline to take care of the details. And those are the things that people notice. So to be successful, you need to do the little things. Because the big things, those aren't those are expected from your guests. And they don't notice it. But it's when you take the time to really focus on those things that will catch people's attention and I mean that's what will make what will make you successful and the second part of this quote never take a useless step that just means live intentionally do everything to serve your greater purpose and if you have an amazing vision if you live with the end in mind and you take a step towards that goal every day and you don't take part in any activity that that doesn't help you get to that goal um, you will be successful and uh, that is just very powerful stuff And uh, uh, it just really resonated with me. And it was probably my favorite quote of the year. Uh, Ari Weinsweig is a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, Check out his books if you haven't heard of them. Hold on, let me roll across my room. Got it. Uh, Building a Great Business. Uh, A lapsed anarchist approach to building a great business. Great book. Check it out. So I hope you guys enjoyed those success quotes. Um, they, uh, they really resonated with me. I hope they resonated with you. And I hope you're pumped up. I hope you're motivated. I hope you're inspired. Let's get into the other questions now. Uh, the first questions I always ask my, sh- my uh, guests, uh, I try to find out what it is about them. What are their it factors that make them successful? And um, I guess I have to answer this question first myself. What are my it factors that I hope will make me successful uh, in my career in hospitality? Well, first and foremost, my transparency. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. That can be a strength and a weakness. But if you are a good person and you have good intentions and you love to please, then that is an incredible strength because people will see your authenticity and know that you truly want to impress them and to make sure that they are happy and comfortable and uh, just belong. And like that's what hospitality is all about is just taking care of others and making sure other people are as comfortable as possible. And um, that's what I think will make me successful. Uh, the second thing I just kind of mentioned a little bit, my desire to please. I love helping other people and just doing the work to make sure other people are benefiting. And I think this show is kind of a testament to that. Uh, I I hustle and I bust my keister real hard to put this content out for you, to make these connections with people so we can learn from them. And I know deep down inside that people out there are going to be listening to these episodes and benefiting and uh, growing because of the advice that they're getting from these incredible mentors. And that alone, that knowing, getting the emails from people saying, hey, I love your show, thanks, I love what you're doing, it's really been helping me out. That's all I need. Uh, That's what's keeping me going. And I guess lastly would be my work ethic. Uh, I 
<laughs> between school part-time, working full-time, and doing the show, uh, I never stop. And I think the secret behind that is the passion I have for helping others. And it doesn't feel like work. If, if you can do something and you love what you're doing, you can show up every day. Uh, because if you love it, it's it's just what you do. It's who you are. It, it completes you. And uh, that has been what I've learned from my guests. The most common it factor of 2014 was work ethic, focus, passion, determinism, and commitment to their trade, their craft. And that's what, this is my, my trade, this is my craft, learning and sharing and helping others. The next most common it factor was, was social intelligence. Things that meant social intelligence, like empathy, desire to please, uh, loyalty, ability to inspire and influence others, and being able to read others and seeing their strengths and implementing their strengths. Those were the two most common answers, anything to do with work ethic, passion and drive, and social intelligence. So moving on to the second question, share with us an industry failure or challenge, something that you've just, you know, you went a time when you fell hard on your butt and how you got back up and what you learned from that experience. So I guess I'll start with my industry failure and challenge. Um, I've grown up in this industry. My parents owned a restaurant. Uh, they opened the doors when I was three years old. And I've worked in the restaurant industry my entire life. And I, I just remember loving being a part of a restaurant family. Um, I think I knew early on that someday I would own my own restaurant. But I got talked out of it from people in my life saying that that's not a real career. And that if you want to be successful and happy, you need to make money and, and find a career that will make you money. So I, I became a pilot. Long story short, that wasn't a good fit for me. Um, my work ethic and my determinism to succeed and to be successful uh, helped me stick with it until I got to the point where I became uh, a commercial pilot and I was flying for uh, United Express. Didn't last more than a couple months before I resigned and it just wasn't working out for me. None of the, the strengths you need to be a successful pilot I had. Um, I'm not technically inclined and... Uh, I'm dyslexic, I'm colorblind, and I have horrible ADD, and that's the truth. I had no business being in an airplane, but I, my work ethic and, and my drive helped me succeed. But w my lesson from this, it was a failure because I wasted eight years of my life chasing something that wasn't right for me. Um, and I think that's what happens with a lot of people when they get into this industry. They think it's something that it's not, and then they fail because they they it's not good for them and they don't realize what it is before they get started. That's kind of what happened to me, but it brought out so many of my strengths and I learned so much about myself and what we've learned on the show that there's no such thing as failure. It's relative. It's what you learn from those experiences to, that you can use to gain. And if you learn something, it's, it's actually a, a gain because now you know, and what I know is my strengths and what got me to that point, like I said before, is my work ethic. I, I did not give up. I was the first person in and the last person out because I knew I had to give it extra to get to that point And I didn't want to fail. And the second thing is my ability just to, I'm a people person. Like people like me, they, they want to see me succeed and that, that work ethic People got behind me and they supported me and they helped me get to the next level. And it just, it's those things, being good to other people, um, that made me get as far as I did. So now, if I use my social intelligence and my work ethic and I put it towards something that I'm actually passionate about, uh, helping other people and serving other people and just making other people happy, I will be unstoppable. And that's kind of the lesson that you, you can take away from your failures and your challenges. And what I've learned is there is no such thing as a failure or a challenge. As long as you stay buoyant and push ahead and learn from your experiences. And the most common failures in this industry that we've gotten for answers in 2014 were um, <clears throat> growing too rapidly without having systems in place. So, so many times we, we find something, we're true to ourselves, we're authentic, we create an amazing restaurant concept and we're doing an awesome job. People are showing up and we want to start growing. We've outgrown our space. And as you start to grow, what happens is all this time you've been the 
everything goes through you. you you're you being bottlenecked, as they say, and all these things that have to be approved to, to get to the final point have to go through you, and you just control everything. And when your business grows, it gets to the point where you can't control the, the volume of what's happening anymore, and things just start to crumble. You get burnt out, uh, and this is why it's so important to have po- processes and procedures and systems and policies in place, because those act like you. They are you. When you start to grow, like you need to have those, you need to have something where people can go and get the answer. And to have a, to create a system for something was so incredibly important. Uh, so the the next most common answer was um, not having a sense of balance between family and work. Uh, one of the things that makes people so successful successful in this industry is they focus so much on their business, and that's why they're successful because of the work they put into the business, but their, their family life falls apart and they have no choice, but to get out of the business so they can put the pieces back together in their family. And that's extremely sad. But again, what can save you is by having these systems and processes put in place and organization. Um, you can start to gain some of the, the time back in your life because now you don't have to be there. Always the systems and processes are always there replacing you so you can focus on your family on your children on your wife or husband and that's what i've learned that if you want that time if you if you're burnt out put put the time into working on your business and not in your business and you'll be far more happy and successful and a book that can help you with this is an e-myth by michael gerber check it out in the show notes okay Moving on to the next question, and uh, these are the knowledge bombs. So we're already into the knowledge bombs here. Uh, the first question I ask is about fundraising. So what have I learned about fundraising? Um, don't go looking for money. Go looking for experience and go looking to improve yourself by surrounding yourself with incredible people who are the best in your industry. And if you can impress them, if you can impress the people in your community who are the best, they will invest in you and opportunity and the money will come to you. Uh, but first, just go out there, get the experience, work on improving yourself and your knowledge and impressing other people and the money will come to you. Uh, the most common answers for uh, fundraising, uh, have a solid business plan. Again, if you haven't read Ari Weinzweig's uh, Building a Great Business, uh, check that out. He has some great advice about developing missions and the importance of visions uh, and planning an, an incredible book to learn how to do all that. Also, uh, one service I discovered is called liveplan.com, which can help you. It provides you with the structure and it holds your hand through the whole process. If you're somebody who really needs that extra help, I will have the links in the show notes. The next question we ask on the show is on the topic of, uh, employee hiring. Uh, how do you hire good people? What advice do you have for hiring good people? Uh, my advice from what I've learned is don't hire experience and technical skill, hire attitude and hire people that are right for your vision, your culture, your passion, people that synchronize with what it is you're doing at your restaurant. Uh, just look for that attitude. Uh, attitude is so incredibly important social intelligence. Um, are they people, people, are they a people person? <laughs> However you say it, uh, do they have a huge smile on their face when they meet you? Are they positive? Uh, are they unique? Do they, do they, do you feel like they want to please you when you're talking to them? Uh, also, uh, when you're doing the interview, don't ask cookie cutter questions, ask questions that really kind of pull back the layers on who this person is and what it is that makes them unique and special and ask questions like, where would you go if you could travel to anywhere in the world? Uh, if you could make anything right now to eat, what would it be? Uh, ask funny questions like, do you make your bed every day? Uh, and these are questions that will catch them off guard because they're not standard industry questions. Uh, one resource I want to share with you, uh, culinaryagents.com. It's an awesome resource for sourcing uh, really skilled, talented uh, hospitality and culinary professionals. Again, the links will be in the show notes. All right, so the most common answers I got from guests was just that. The first one is higher attitude over technical skill. And the next common question or answer is uh, do a stash. Uh, have them work with you for a few days to get to know your team to see if they're a right fit. I will provide some links in the show notes that will help you uh, redirect you to personality tests. Uh, one 
through uh, Donald Burns, a past guest, and another one mentioned through uh, William Bender, another past guest. You can find those links in the show notes. The next question we ask here on the show is on the topic of employee retainment. So once you find these great people, you hired the, the attitude, you have awesome people on your team, how do you keep them on your team? Um, what I've learned, the best way to keep people on your team is to feed into their higher needs. And uh, this comes up time and time again on the show. Um, if you haven't heard of the book Peak by Chip Connolly, it's a must-read for any manager and any business owner. And the whole concept behind that that book is people have a hierarchy of needs. And at the bottom, the most basic needs are food and shelter and warmth. Uh, but today... In this day of age where those things are so easily easily attainable, you need to start focusing on the higher needs of an individual to keep them happy. So those things, at the very peak, the most important thing is uh, self-actualization. Why am I here on this earth? What is my purpose? What am I meant to do? If you can help people figure out what they're meant to do and what they're good at, and you can feed into that need and uh, help them express their strengths and whatever it is they're supposed to do, they will be yours forever. Uh, And underneath that, uh, making people feel like they're loved, like they're improving upon themselves, like they're getting educated, like they belong to something, like they're getting acknowledgement. Um, Those are things, if you can do that, if you can focus on those higher needs, you will be successful with retaining your employees. All right, the following are the, the two most common answers on the show on the topic of uh, retaining employees. The first answer, the most common, is be respectful, show gratitude, treat your employees well. And the second most common answer is educate them, invest in their knowledge, invest in them. Don't just be a boss, be a mentor, uh, be somebody who's truly invested and interested in growing that individual. Um, that's one of the great things about this industry. We get to work with a lot of young people. We have the power to really influence these people and to be great role models and mentors in their life. And what I'm about to share with you is has got me really excited from studying these incredible people in our industry. The uh, Danny Myers of the world, the Mario Batalias of the world, the the Joe Bastianiches is I kind of that's hard to say, but uh, you know the the Rick Baylesses, the Ari Weinswags, the uh, Paul Hibblers, these people who have uh, created this awesome community of restaurants uh, like Let Us Entertain You. What they do, they started with one concept, one restaurant, um, and they were extremely successful, and they invested in the people that were a part of their their restaurants, and they knew these people had the the, uh, the talent the uh, passion and they know that they're not going to stay with that restaurant forever. So they become their means to their dreams. I love that saying, uh, become the means to the dreams of your employees. If you see that they have the passion and the, uh, the, the ability to be something great in the hospitality industry, invest what you know into them, teach them, become their mentor and help grow them and help them get to that next level. Even if it's not in the restaurant industry, do this for all of your employees. But if it is in the restaurant industry, this is an incredible opportunity to increase your revenue by adding more restaurants to your operation and just to invest in others and have them have it. It's their passion. It's their baby. Just give them the means, show them how to do it and then have them be a partner. And then, the more and more restaurants you can develop using this technique, the more people that are going to come to you because they're going to see that I need to go work for this person if I want to get to my... The people that know that if you want to be successful, you hustle, you, you bust your butt, and you impress other people and they'll invest in you. But you have to be that person that that people gravitate towards. And this is how you do it, by helping them accomplish and get to their next stage in life and help them meet their dreams be their means to their dreams i might just patent that i don't know if i've heard it anywhere but i just pulled that out of thin air i like it <laughs> all right the next question i'm going to uh go over the the question i asked my guests is on the topic of uh teamwork and really what i'm getting at with this question is leadership how do you lead um and hands down the best way to lead the best way to have good, solid teamwork is to lead by example. Be the shining image of what you want your employees to be. 
your employees will never serve you greater than you're willing to serve them. And that's the truth. If you want great service and you want amazing teamwork and you want an awesome, fine running machine, you have to be a fine, awesome running machine, a fine oiled running machine. You have to be that. And only until you become that can you expect it from your employees. Um, And the other thing that's extremely important, we don't take enough time to do the right things during downtime. So when it's not when you do get in the heat of the moment and your your restaurant's you know buzzing and there's a hustle and, and everything is going on, you have to take that downtime to establish those systems, policies, procedures, and you have to take that time to train your people to get them ready. So when you do get into the rush, people aren't getting into the weeds because everyone knows their job, everyone's prepared, and everyone knows what's going on, but that's up to you to give them the the means and the tools to be able to handle it. So um, the best advice on teamwork is to be a servant leader, to turn that that pyramid upside down, that hierarchy upside down. If you're at the top of that hierarchy and everyone else is is below you, turn that sucker upside down and put yourself at the bottom of that hierarchy and think of it as your job as the owner or manager or supervisor is to serve everyone above you. And if you can constantly serve people, if you can give them the tools and the means to be successful, and if you do all those things right, uh, and you become the shining example of what success is, uh, you will rock it. And that's what I've learned. The most common answers I've gotten from my guests, is, number one, is what I just said, lead by example. And the next most common answer was uh, strong communication is key, um, and that kind of comes with Putting the systems and processes in place, if everybody knows their job and the communication is strong, uh, that's part of the other huge part of communication people don't always uh, capitalize on is listening. Listening is the most important part of communicating. Uh, You have to be somebody people feel like they can approach you and ask questions if they're If they don't understand something, they need to know that they can come to you and that you will help them with that. And uh, if you just listen sometimes, you'll find answers to things um, that you didn't even know you were looking for. So always be receptive. Always be looking for information and listen. It's very important. Uh, One way you can do this is just by debriefing, too, and listening to what your people have to say about the previous night's service. Um, Another powerful tool. All right, moving on. Uh, we are at the point where we talk about the most read books, uh, or the the books, the suggested books you would uh, tell people to read if they're in this industry. Um, my the books I'm going to suggest you read. Uh, I think everybody who wants to be successful in life should read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Uh, that book helps you. It creates the mentality you need. It to think like a success, uh, successful person, um, check that out. It, uh, the next book I would suggest you read is uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You need to know what habits you need to have to be successful. And once you know the attitude and what it takes and the habits you need, check out The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, which tells you how to work on your restaurant and not in your restaurant and how important setting up these policies, procedures, and, and standards are and um, it, it helps you work on doing what you love in your restaurant and doesn't suck you into the things you hate about working in your own business. And another book, if you need more time in your life to balance uh, life and work, is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy, which gives you 21 great ways to increase your time management. Uh, the next book, the next two books kind of talk about uh, the social intelligence, how to treat people. And uh, that the first one I'll, I'll mention in those two books is Peak. I mentioned it a few times on the show. I won't get into detail. Again, just like the hierarchy of uh, human needs. And then another one, uh, <clears throat> which I love and I think everybody should read, is Social Intelligence. Uh, there's so much to learn about social intelligence. And this book by uh, Daniel Goleman uh, really dives into that. Uh, social intelligence that we have as humans and how deep it is and all the things that are going on in the human mind when we communicate with each other. And uh, I think that's a book, a must read for anybody um, in the service industry, especially the restaurant industry, because of how important that that human factor is, that social um, experience is in this industry. Uh, it's a very powerful read. Check that out. Um, and I, I mean... 
<laughs> there's just so many books. I'm going to go through and uh, let you now know um, the most common books mentioned on the show. Number one, like, the number one book mentioned just totally blew all the other books out of the water as far as how many times this book's been mentioned. It was mentioned over 17 times on the show by, by different guests. Setting the Table by Danny Meyer. Uh, the power... Or sorry, the transforming power of hospitality business uh, absolutely took the cake for the most mentioned books on the show. Um, and that, too, is on my list, but so many other people mentioned it. I wanted to share with you the ones that don't get mentioned nearly enough. But definitely check out Setting the Table by Danny Myers. Uh, his philosophy on hospitality and kind of what we've been talking about. It's, it's, it's food's important, but it's nowhere near as important as service and hospitality. Uh, the E-Myth... Again, it was mentioned the second most often. The One Minute Manager was mentioned a handful of times. Seven Habits of Highly Affected People uh, mentioned a whole bunch of times. Uh, uh, what else do we have here? The Soul of a Chef. Omnivore's Dilemma was mentioned a few times. That's another book. If you haven't read this book, um, it kind of stresses the importance of where our food comes from and what's wrong with our, our broken food system today and why I hope that this food trend, what they're calling a trend, and I hope is more of a revolution, um, the farm to table, I hope people realize that it's more than just a trend, it's what we need to do to be sustainable, and to invest in our communities, and to invest in our culture, and the skills, the skilled craftsmen and women that are out there, so read that book, Omnivore's Dilemma, it's a really powerful, it's an eye-opening book. Uh, restaurant Owners Uncorked was mentioned a bunch of times, kind of like this show. Uh, they interview successful restaurant professionals to find out what it takes to be successful. Um, selling Eating is a definite must-read for anybody who's looking to write a menu. Uh, really use, tells you how to use words to sell in a menu. Uh, and really selling food in general. Um, and mentioned a few times on the show already, a lapsed anarchist's approach to building a great business. Uh, he also has a whole series of other books I have not read yet, but I would definitely recommend picking up Ari Weinswag's book as well. And you know I have to say it, if you haven't discovered audiobooks yet, it's literally a game changer. It's changed my life. If you're somebody who doesn't have the time to read, or at least that's what you tell yourself, pick up audiobooks and absorb this content while you do your everyday life. Things like you can read these books or listen to these books while you work, while you drive, while you exercise, and you can improve yourself and always be learning and continuing to grow. Um, it's invaluable. www.audibletrial.com/unstoppable, or just use the links in the show notes. And I do get an affiliate commission if you use the links at no extra cost to you, and it's something I can use to invest back in the show. So just please use the links if you do decide to try it out. The next. Question I ask on the show, it isn't really necessarily a question, but it also kind of falls under the books. Um, other resources, uh, man, I could go forever. We, <laughs> I'm just going to say the resources I like, um, the ones that I've found valuable. Uh, I think you need to head over and, uh, well, the number one resource definitely is other people in this industry. Uh, if you're if you want to get into the restaurant industry, go talk to the people in your community who are successful and learn from them and maybe go work for them and try working for different people to find out what side of food and beverage you like, whether it's fast casual, casual dining, fine dining, uh, quick service, like find out what's right for you, where your strengths are most highlighted um, and just get that experience. But most importantly, if, if you're opening a restaurant, find those mentors. They will help you. This is the hospitality industry and one of the the reasons why they're probably successful is because they like to help other people. So you'd be surprised at how receptive people are to help you. The next best resource that was mentioned uh, on the show was your guests. If you want to know what it, what it takes to be successful, listen to your guests. They will tell you. Um, you there's so many different ways you can listen, especially today uh, with surveying and data collection. Um, and some of the ways you can listen to your guests is uh, through... Uh, hum systems which is a great service i discovered here on the show uh, they are an affiliate of mine if you are interested in hum systems let me know i will connect you with the people over there they can teach you more but what it is it's a uh, new age surveying so you get a check at the end of your your meal and at 
when their, your guests get their check, it's there's a, a tablet associated with that check, and they can go through and answer questions about their experience, how the food was, if there was any issues. So you can get all this information while they're right there, while they're in your restaurant. And what's really powerful about this that I love is if there is a problem, 90% of the time when people complain about you online, it's because they just want to vent. So if you provide them an opportunity to vent while they're still in-house, you'll get alerted and you can resolve that issue before they ever leave and make things right. And that's so powerful. And just the, to know that you care about their experience will make them, like like Danny Meyer says, you have the ability to write the end of the story and hum systems uh, that software, that tablet, to, to do that is such a great way to have the opportunities to write the end of the story. So check out Hum Systems. Another great way to collect information is through Swipely. Um, Swipely is a great service I discovered on the show, and it just uses your POS system, your credit card processing, and the internet to collect information and to create these huge pictures of what's going on, what's selling, what's not selling, who's selling things well, who's turning tables fast, who's not getting big. Like you know everything about your guests, your employees, your restaurant, and it puts it to a graph so you can just see it, the big picture, and that saves so much time. And that that knowledge is power. And what you can do, you can see what efforts are paying off and what efforts are a waste of time. And when you know what's going on and you know those numbers, we learn about this in the E-Myth. You need to be able to quantify your efforts so you can see what's actually working. And as far as I can tell, Swipely is the best tool to do this. And guys, I have to mention again, these are my affiliates, Hum and Swipely. If you are interested, please just remember to tell them you found out through Restaurant Unstoppable. Or better yet, shoot me an email at eric at Restaurant Unstoppable, and I will connect you with somebody to take care of you. Um, but I can use these funds, uh, my, these commissions, to invest back in the show. So please help me out. And it goes without saying, I would be extremely grateful. Um, so now I'm just going to ramble off real quickly a bunch of other resources I've discovered uh, that you can use to make your restaurant unstoppable. And don't worry about writing them down. All these uh, links will be in the show notes. Restaurant Unstoppable slash 97. So you ready? All right. Nextrestaurants.com, Table Touch Podcast. Ken Burgeon's Profitable Hospitality Podcast, BuzzAppetite.com, TED Talks, Foodable TV, MyFirstRestaurant.com, Restaurant Riches Podcast, Restaurant Marketing Podcast, Nate Riggs Social Restaurant Podcast, We Sell Restaurants Podcast, POSAdvice.com, and then there's plenty of more, but you just have to listen to the show and uh, you'll find more resources like this. Whew, I gotta breathe. I'm trying to get through this for you guys. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the next question we ask on the show is on the topic of social media and marketing. Uh, we'll start with marketing. The best way to market your restaurant, guys, surprise, surprise, is in house. Uh, take care of the people in front of you and just focus on having that incredible service and hospitality and truly sell yourself face to face, and you will be successful. Um, there's other things you can do with marketing, but just focus on marketing on, at the local level. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your focus, and your focus needs to be on your community and your regulars. Take care of them, and they will do the marketing for you. Uh, it's really that simple. I'm not shorting you. It's just focus on your community and your people, and just keep your name alive with local marketing. But really, that's the biggest takeaway you have to focus on. And if uh, branding is an issue with you, graphic design, and you want a stellar logo, and that's something you have, you're, struggle, you're struggling with with creating your new restaurant, check out 99designs.com. Uh, they will work with you in creating a logo and helping you develop that brand. Um, really affordable. Also, another affiliate. Please use the link in the show notes if you are interested. And as far as social media marketing goes, um, <clears throat> believe it or not, uh, the, the most common uh, and effective social platform of 2014 any guesses? The most common and effective social platform of 2014 was your dining room. Uh, again, uh, social media can be powerful, but only if you're doing everything that's basic right. If you have that hospitality and you're doing a good job, 
uh, with the basics, the, the old school word of mouth marketing. And then what you do with social media is you shine a light, you open a window to show people what you're doing right. But in order to do social media right, you need to do your restaurant right in the first place. And just capture those moments, bring people behind the scenes, show them what makes them, you you. And make them feel like they're your friend and that you're a part of their community. And just be genuine. Uh, don't treat social media like it's some huge com- complex thing. Just be yourself. And that's the best advice I can give you. There's some great tools out there to for time management. Check out Buffer and Hootsuite for uh, keeping all of your social media platforms in one place and to schedule out your tweets or your, your posts. Um, also, the, the scheduling feature on Facebook. People don't use that enough. Try to be where your guests are. If your target market is an older demographic, be on Facebook. If you're targeting, I hate to use the word millennials, don't ever call them millennials, by the way, they hate it. Focus on where they are. Try to see if you can't get on Snapchat or Instagram or uh, Pinterest and engage with them in in that way. Um, and always have calls to action to bring people back into your restaurant and use lots of images. Uh, studies have shown that posts with images, uh, have a lot more conversion as far as clicks and shares. And a great tool for that is canva.com. I'll have these links in the show note, but Canva is a simple to use, uh, graphic designing, drag and drop, Technology, which makes you put together uh, some flashy posts for your social media accounts. Uh, check out Canva.com. Awesome resource. Whew. Okay, moving on, guys. We're almost done. You've been so patient. Uh, the next question I ask my guests on the show is uh, advice on technology. Uh, so there's so much technology coming out to the industry today. There's so many things we can do with technology to make ourselves more effective and efficient. Um, so I asked the question, like, what technologies do you use as a restaurateur and as a entrepreneur in general? So I'm just going to ramble off some of the most... Or first, I'll tell you what I think you should be implementing as far as technology goes. Um, any kind of like digital list making, I use Evernote. It's an incredible resource that keeps all of your thoughts and your ideas in one spot. Um, it's called Evernote. It's a way to organize your lists and all the documents in your life. It's free. Check it out. Um, it's an app for your phone. Uh, check out Evernote. Uh, I don't think we use a, a Google Drive, Dropbox, Box.com, OneDrive. These are all cloud-based um, thumb drives basically is the best way to explain it. It's where you can keep all of your information in one spot and access it anywhere. Um, and you can also have your team access that information anywhere too. Google calendars or any kind of calendar, whether it be a calendar on your smartphone, implement these calendars and get your life planned out and scheduled out and have, bring your team in on the plan and the schedule. So everyone's on the same page uh, using those schedules and having living intentionally is what it comes down to. And then writing down your intentions and sticking to it. Uh, calendars can be very effective. Um, those are the, the basic apps you can use as any professional to make your life more effective. And then on the, the restaurant world, as far as technology, um, use scheduling software, uh, for $30 a month, you can get an amazing piece of software that takes care of all of your scheduling and improves your communication. Think about how much time you waste as a manager or an owner just trying to get the, the schedule covered and how stressful that, the, the stress alone you'll save by investing in a system that's tighter than a duck's butthole. <laughs> I'm telling you, these systems are awesome. The ones I'm thinking of are ScheduleFly and Hot Schedulers are the ones that have been mentioned both on the show the most. And it makes, it, it takes all the effort of communication away because it puts a system again, systems, processes, and procedures. So important, but it does, it creates the system for you and you just plug the system into your restaurant. It's so adaptable and your, your employees will love it because they will always have access to the schedule and getting shifts covered as is, is as easy as just giving up a shift and having, finding someone to pick it up. And you, all you have to do is approve it. Again, I'll mention them again. Um, we mentioned uh, Open Table was mentioned a bunch of times in the show. That was the number one uh, resource that was mentioned, Open Tables, but for the data collecting purposes. And then uh, what also was mentioned a bunch on the show is your website. Uh, people 
I think people underestimate the importance of a website today. Uh, you need to have a solid website that represents what you are as a restaurant, and it's your first impression. Uh, when people are trying to find out what to eat, that first impression, how convenient is your website? Are you providing an, a service with your website? Are you giving them options to order online or to look at your menu and to, to see what you're all about? Um, there's some great services that exist today uh, that will create a website for you. RestaurantEngines.com is the one I recommend. Uh, check out Brian Castle's service over there. He is another one of my affiliates. I do get a commission if you do let him know that uh, you find out from Restaurant Unstoppable. Just use my my affiliate links and uh, help him out. Uh, he was great about trying to help you learn to do these things on WordPress on your own. Um, another great website service out there is Web Diners. Looking to kind of build a relationship with them as well. Great service and Happy Tables is on the le the least expensive end, but they don't offer as many options as far as service goes. I think a good middle of the ground service both restaurant engines and web diners. And then there's the, always the do-it-yourself. And guys, uh, it's becoming easier and easier to build a website. And uh, some of the resources you can use to learn how to do that, um, again, Buzz Appetite, even uh, Restaurant Engines gives you some resources as far as what, you, what a good restaurant website needs. And you can go to WordPress 101 to teach you how to do, how to build out your website and lynda.com is another resource that provides video tutorials on how to do all these things from getting your domain to uh, finding your host to doing all the work of building out a website uh, again Wor wordpress 101 and lynda.com lynda.com is another one of my affiliates if you are interested in lynda.com not only is it just websites but anything tech um, you can literally become a master of anything to do with a computer by going to lynda.com and it's all through video tutorials just if you're an owner purchase lynda.com and have your employees delegate this education to them watching these videos and have them take over the web design and managing your websites all right uh, another one before we move on uh, weighttrainer.com great for putting a system to the training procedure and operate and all that in your restaurant man i'm killing myself with the work i'm gonna have to do in the show notes and another interesting uh app i'm looking to get more into and learn more about is sweet process check out next thursday's episode um i interview one of the founders owen of sweet process and he teaches us how to break down and create awesome processes and procedures for a restaurant and he talks a little bit about the app he created to do that um i'll have links in the show notes and i um he does have an affiliate program i'm looking to join that as well so check out that affiliate uh, link in the show notes if you're interested in using his app to put processes and procedures into your restaurant. All right, guys. One last one, open menus. I want to learn more about this, but it's kind of like putting your, your menu in one spot for others to go see it, but with your branding on it. Um, I still want to learn more about that, but I've heard good things about it. All right. The last question I ask all my guests is what is your best business advice for someone new in the industry. From what I've learned from all these incredible mentors, the best advice I can regurgitate is be authentic, have a clear vision, and do what makes you happy. Um, being happy is the key to success in this industry. Uh, you have to love what you're doing because the work that's involved is so demanding. Uh, to be successful, you really have to give it your all and be all in. And unless you're truly happy and passionate about your craft, you won't be successful, even if you are making money, because you'll be miserable. So that's the best business advice is love what you do. Be happy. Um, and here's the cool thing about what we can do as humans is we have the ability to choose how we feel. We can actually hit a switch in our brains. And when you are pissed off, or unhappy or stressed out, stop and think to yourself, I am doing what I love. I started this because I'm passionate for food and service and helping and serving other people. And just remember that you're doing it and hit that switch and change your attitude and make your aim, make your, your, uh, what you're working for, your monetary 
switch from a monetary perspective to uh, I want to put smiles on faces. And if you're putting smiles on faces, you're getting paid. And if you see those smiles as your payment, the money will come. That's what I've learned. It's, it's a little woo-woo, but <laughs> that's what I've learned. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. And the, the other thing I have to say is never stop learning. Always be improving. Uh, Kaizen, it comes up time and time again. Like Evan, like, uh, Evan Hennessy says, the quote I shared in the beginning, always be improving and try to be competing with yourself, the, the version of yourself you were yesterday. If you always be improving, always be learning, um, and always put, and that's why I love the show is because we can always learn from other people. No matter where you are in your career, you're a student of hospitality, and you can benefit from what people are sharing on the show. And the industry is changing so much that what you might have known a few years ago might not be relevant today as far as the tools and services that exist that can make you more competitive. And the last piece of advice I want to share is just start. If you're a student of hospitality, if you're a young professional and you want to make this career your career, just start. Uh, start by finding somebody in your community who is successful, who is a proven mentor, and go impress them. But start. Uh, there's no right time to start, but then right now. Uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. So get out there, find a mentor, and get started on impressing them and improving yourself. Uh, if you can do that, you have a real solid chance of being successful in this industry. And just remember, uh, don't focus on the money. Focus on being the best you can be and impressing the best, and the money will come to you. The opportunity will come to you. And that is what I've learned in 2000. 14. That is, if I was a guest on the show, those are the answers I would have given in this point. I hope I was a good guest. I hope you guys found value in my advice. But please just know that this is the advice of um, everybody I've interviewed in the past year. Um, and I think I've come a long way. And I hope you have too. And don't forget, you know, just live intentionally, uh, have your clear vision, uh, have the end in mind, like Stephen Covey says and work towards it and have that goal and don't do anything in your life that doesn't get you towards that goal and you have a clear shot of being successful in this industry. So uh, I before I let you go, I just want to let you know, talk a little bit about why I've pivoted and how I've evolved the show over the past few months. Um, the big things that I've evolved from, I, I went from just starting a podcast, I had my minimal viable products. Uh, I knew I wanted a podcast to serve the restaurant industry, and from my guests, I've learned that I want to focus on the indie restaurant professional because that's where the passion is. That's where uh, the people help other people, and people aren't so driven by money, but they're driven by what they love, and that's what I love is helping these people continue to do what they love by taking and listening to the advice of those who have become successful, and um, I've learned this because I've discovered that there's no such thing as a successful restaurant. There's only successful, great people who are in restaurants. And that's why we've pivoted towards the I, the concept of focusing not on what makes your restaurant successful, but what makes you successful. If you can find out what makes people successful, you can become successful. And if you're great, if you're a good person, and you're the best you can possibly be, then whatever restaurant, no matter the concept or the idea, is will be the best it can possibly be. And that's why we focus away from what... I used to ask questions about what makes your restaurant special, but it's not has nothing to do about the restaurant. It has to do with the people in the restaurant. So that's why I, I started asking the question about the it factor. I knew that these it factors would naturally bring the stories out that we can learn from uh, the you know the enlightened hospitality stories, the stories of just having that grit to get through and to, to persevere and to trust yourself and your abilities, those stories would all come out um, through the it factor. And then the career challenges, obviously, we learn from our failures, and that's what I'm trying to drive home is that nothing's really a failure if you take something away from it and you're seeing this come through. You're seeing that these people that are successful know that and they're buoyant and they use everything that they do to get to the next stage in their life. Um, we also dropped asking questions about trends because there's no such thing um, 
as somebody who's successful by chasing trends. There's only people who are super successful by creating trends, by being innovative and a trendsetter. Um, and that's why um, I ask the question at the end of the show. I know I'm going to find the best guests by asking my guests, who is one person who inspires you and who is innovative and you think would make a great, a great guest on the show? So that kind of... Um, sums up some of the major changes you might have noticed if you've been listening to the show from the beginning. Um, and, uh, I just want to finish this episode by saying, um, what my vision of the future is for restaurant unstoppable. Uh, I want to become a student of hospitality, a life student of hospitality. I, I will love to one day open a restaurant, but that doesn't mean I'll stop learning and sharing what I learn with other people. And I want this podcast to be a place for people to come who are like me, who want to learn from others uh, what it takes to be successful. Because what we've learned is to be successful, you learn from those who are doing great things. And this is a place for not just students of the industry to come, However, we are all students, but people, no matter where you are in your career, to come and to learn about what's happening right now in our industry, what tools and services exist that can make us more effective, and just to collaborate and to be a melting pot of mentors, a supportive group of indie professionals trying to put that culture and money back into our communities at the local level. And that's where the indie restaurant professionals are. The people who are passionate about their trade, their craft, the food they make, the people they serve. And that's why we exist. And that's what Restaurant Unstoppable is here to accomplish. That is my vision. I hope you guys uh, like it. I hope it resonates with you. And to achieve this vision, uh, you can help me, again, simply by spreading the word and letting people know, other indie restaurant professionals know that this resource exists for them. And uh, if there's a service or product that catches your attention, just use the links and let people know that uh, you found out about them through me. Uh, it's really that simple. And you're also going to start to see sponsors on the show. And please be uh, rest assured that the, the sponsors that are going to be on the show are coming to me from past guests, uh, services that have been mentioned by people who say the services work and stand by uh, the, the investment. So uh, these sponsors will allow me to focus more on the show and to focus more on serving you and to use the money I'll be making to put back into the resources so I can start doing things like webinars and start creating videos and start traveling to find better people, not better, but I mean, the people I have on the show are great, but just more people. Uh, and from there, uh, we will be unstoppable and I'm super excited. Uh, you can help by uh, letting me know about different products and services that you think our community should know about, simply email me at eric at restaurantunstoppable.com or just email me if you're interested in some of these services and you want to learn more. I can tell you what I know and I can refer you to those who can help you. Uh, I am here for you. Uh, please take advantage of me and uh, I will do whatever I can to serve this community because I know that in order to be successful, I need to be a servant leader and Everyone who listens to this show, I am serving you, uh, and that's the only way we will grow because we are only as good as our community and as good as our people, and I recognize that. So um, with that said, it wouldn't be a true uh, New Year's episode if I didn't say what I was thankful for in 2014, and it's the it, it's you. It's the people who have listened to the show. It's the people who were my early adopters, who were guests on the show, who gave me the time to contribute to this melting pot of mentors I'm trying to create. It's my <clears throat> professors at Great Bay Community College who helped me along the way. Professor Burt, Professor Camino, Professor Mazer, you're all awesome. Uh, my friends who have helped me with the technical side of things, uh, Chris Bioto, Chris Earl Handley. I don't, I don't know anything about web design or building a website, and without your help, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, Callie and Ben Bailey, just the best friends anybody could ever ask for. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to come this far if you didn't help me early on and uh, give me that support. Uh, the, the kind of support people could only dream of from a friend, I have it from you. Thank you. And from my family, um, that includes you, Al Brandano, uh, like an uncle to me. Uh, my mom and my dad, uh, just so awesome and supportive and uh, concerned about me not getting a quote-unquote real job and focusing on this resource. Um, I do believe in it and thank you for believing in me and not, uh, <laughs> I don't know, 
just owning me, <laughs> but also just for being supportive and always having a, a, a kitchen to raid, uh, that's really helpful. <laughs> uh, my brother and sister, uh, for being great, uh, just role models throughout life, uh, because you were so awesome, uh, you set the bar and, uh, it's because of you and I, and you are the reason why I am who I am today, uh, and why I work so hard because I had to live up to that standard. So, um, it's a little woo woo and a little mushy gushy, but you have to pay respect to, uh, the things that you're thankful for. And that's what this is. And this whole year, so incredibly grateful for everybody in my life, my past guests, my listeners. Uh, thank you all. And I wish you all the best, uh, 2015 until next time. Peace out.